Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com slash locations. Oh, yeah. Cleverly tagged website there. Very, very easy to find. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Should we tie up a, a, a Goose Island loose end from yesterday? We should. 312 debuted in 2014, so none of us had it in college. I was right. No. Newish. A newish <laughs> beer. Newish, yes. And I'd like to take a second. I like our, our title, Camp Reflection. That sounds like where you would go on like a re- religious retreat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to find myself at Camp, Camp Reflection this yes. week. Take yeah. off your mask, Craig. Take <laughs> off your mask. Yes, I went to many of those Catholic retreats, but I'm fine for the most part. We appreciate you being here. Smash that like button for us. We would love for you to do that. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, you're the best. You're the OGs. Make sure you're following us or subscribed on your favorite podcast app. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So today, the Blackhawks wrapped up uh, development camp. We got to talk to Connor Bedard and Oliver Moore both of which are very annoyed with us and tired of us asking the same old questions <laughs> oh, over sure. and over again. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's over. And one theme I took away, and I just wrote and published it for allchgo.com, is how every teammate that we spoke to about Connor Bedard all said the same thing. He's an incredible leader and an incredible person off the ice. Yeah. And that, if I'm taking anything away from this, because there was no on ice at all, all these guys, they talk about him not as some, like, guy up here. They're like, wow, he is so down to earth, so humble, and just awesome to be around. And, boy, yeah. I, I, you know, we knew he was going to be good on the ice, but to hear this about the off-ice Connor Bedard is it's great. It's super encouraging. Uh, you know who hates talking about Connor Bedard the most? Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. He's, <laughs> yeah. so, He's so uncomfortable with it. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about himself anymore. Yeah, he, I'm, he wants he, to go play hockey. How many times do you say, I'm just a normal guy? I'm just a normal guy. No, you're not. I just you're not. You're <laughs> Connor Bedard. You're our savior, for crying out loud. Accept it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, but he knows. You know, he knows with the attention comes responsibility. But all he can do is be himself, and it's worked for him up to this point. And I think... You know, uh, Colton Doc talked about it yesterday saying guys see him work and it inspires them to work just as hard. And that's, you know, yeah. going back to Jonathan Taves, if that dude who makes more money than anybody 
all that is working as hard, then no one on the team has an excuse to not work as that's, hard. That's a little right. bit of Duncan Keith in there. Absolutely. Or Duncan Keith just was a robot. He was a cyborg. And if he's not taking a day off, nobody can take a day exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, you look you look at the prospects coming in, obviously everyone is excited and focused on Conor Bedard. So um, amongst that group, if there's a chart of pull-ups or, you know, three cone drill or anything like that any any of those physical uh workout measurements if your name is above Connor Bedard on that board that means something to those prospects to be like hey I was I was ahead of him you know it's 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 that internal competition thing and and having him you know kind of know what his name means and know what his presence means amongst the you know his peers in the prospect system and then what it will mean uh, eventually, when he's on the NHL roster, and how hard he works, it just it just elevates the rest of the group, and you you love to see that. And and it's not, we've talked about it, you know, basically since the Blackhawks for sure had the number one pick. You know how much he is he could be this entitled person, and and just rest on well, I am Connor Bedard and you're not, and he's not like that. Like you said the other day, it's like he kind of has to actively push against it. And I feel like he's done that for a while to where you get this 17 year old kid who just like his life is going to be hockey. His life has been hockey. And and he doesn't, not that he doesn't care about all the other things, but he doesn't, he doesn't put weight on that. Sure. It's talking to the media and doing, you know, promotions and all this stuff is part of being an NHL hockey player. I think he, he'll, he will understand that. But what he cares about most is just going and playing hockey. When he said it today, because people are trying to, you know, trying to get to know him and see how the week was. And with no hockey to talk about, you kind of, the second time we talked to kind of Redar, we're sort of reaching for things to talk about. And he said, you know, I, I just go to the rink and I basically go home. That's, that's my life is I'm, he's just a hockey player. Yeah. That's all he's ever wanted to be. If you watch any of those, you know, documentaries that were made about him, you know, all season from various media outlets, like that's been the thing is, you know, his neighbor would say, you know, Connor's at home because you just hear all night of him just taking shots off the fence. Like it's just nonstop. Yeah. Like, oh, Connor Bedard's home because you could just hear the pucks hitting the fence over and over and over again. He is just a hockey player. And that's what has elevated him to this level he's at now. That's why he is such a renowned prospect because. Yeah, he's got all the skill, but the work ethic is off the charts. Yeah, and, and the next time we get to talk to him, we'll be able to talk about the team. Yes. We'll be able to talk about hockey. We'll be able to talk about – so he could talk about his teammates because you know that's who he's going to talk about before he talks about himself. Uh, he exemplifies the good things about hockey culture. We've been on this show plenty of times and talked about things that we don't like about the, the culture of the game. Yeah. But he exemplifies probably the greatest aspect of the hockey culture is team first. You know, the old adage, it's about the name on the front, not the back. But he is living. He, he, is, he, he lives that yeah, rule. He is, he is completely selfless. And, and I think we're going to see that on the ice a lot this year, too. You know, there might be some of those Max Domi moments from this past season where we're like, shoot. Stop yeah. passing. But I don't, I, I don't know if we'll have to worry about that. I think I think, I think he believes be a, in his be, shot. There may be a few early on where he's like, "Well, I want to get my teammates involved." Should sure, Taylor yeah. Hall involved? But you know, 
shoot the puck, kid. That's what you're here for. But uh, that's what you're paid for, he, Braden. He he he. I just watched that the other night. <laughs> I know. He personifies <laughs> the best aspects of of the of the culture of the sport. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, Windy City Hockey mentions uh, with all the prospects talking about him so much. Are the Hawks setting him up to be the next captain of the Blackhawks? Yes. It's not a matter of if he's going to be the captain. It's when. And it won't be this season, but it'll be next season. Yes, he will uh, be. I, if if twenty twenty four twenty five doesn't start with Connor Bedard being the captain, yeah. I'll be shocked. I wouldn't even be surprised if they start the season with no captain and by midway through the year they just give it to him. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like uh, if, maybe, if, maybe if, give if, him maybe let him wear an A or something. Yeah, like he's going. It's going to be like I mean they they how long did they wait for John? Jonathan Taves. One, One year. season. One yeah. season? Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to eclipse Jonathan Taves' record for being the youngest captain youngest. in team history. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's not if, it's when, and yeah. it will likely be right before the start. Probably the, this time next year. Yeah, the, yeah. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll uh, put that out there. So, and you know what? He's, uh, it, it, there's no, you, you hear him talk and you hear everybody talk about him. It's a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. Do you want to put all of that weight on a you know eighteen, nineteen year old kid? You'd rather not. But I think sometimes those shoulders can carry it. Jonathan yeah. Taze could do it. I think Steven Stamkos was a captain when he was like twenty, twenty one. Sidney Crosby, same same deal. Um, as long as you know you're you're setting those those kinds of uh, players up with you know good leadership around them when they're young to give them a little bit of that you know ropes course uh beforehand and you have some some trustworthy people on the team around them already i think it'll work out just fine and that's kind of why someone like taylor hall is here someone like nick felino is here someone like Corey perry is here like those guys were brought in because they've all been in that yeah. position before they've all they've all been the very young very talented player um They've all been, you know, in leadership roles. The guys that are here, like Connor Murphy and Seth Jones, have been in those positions before too. So, you know, I, I think as far as learning leadership at the NHL level, because he definitely has it, has that presence, has that ability at the, you know, amongst his peers. But doing it at an NHL level will be something that I think will be easy for him to grow into. Yeah, if there's one 19, he'll be 19 heading in the next season there's one 19 year old that could take the pressure of being a captain of a original six franchise i think it's him yeah i don't think pressure gets to him like it does most people we'll see uh a couple things from the chat um michael was asking uh has he signed his entry-level contract yet no they have to wait till he's 18 two weeks which is july 17th so it's coming i'm i'm assuming my guess is it's signed. They're just waiting for 12.01 a.m. Yeah, on yeah. July 17th to send it into the league. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's why, like, Adam Fantilli signed his right away because he's 18. Mm-hmm. So they just have to wait. It's going to happen. Uh, and then somebody mentioned uh, uh, Austin Matthews was uh, an alternate first. But you got to remember, they were set to make Austin Matthews captain. Yeah. And then he had that little... Uh, he showed his ass. But, yeah, he, he showed literally his showed his ass. I was going to say he had that little butt cheek incident. Yeah. That, and then they signed John, John Tavares, too. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, we're going to give it to Tavares now because you literally... He didn't show you, his butt you, to you, anyone. You, you literally <laughs> showed your whole ass over the offseason. So. Yeah. Well, and, and too, that's a, that's a roster where you could have three different guys be yeah. a captain. I'd, 
don't think the Blackhawks are going to have that issue next season. No, it's this is Connor Bedard's team. This is Connor Bedard's franchise. This is going to be Connor Bedard's city. Like we had, we we saw what guys like Taves and Patrick Kane were able to do in this town. I think Bedard's going to surpass that, just for the fact that like for a lot of those cup runs. And I'm not saying there's not going to be other great players here. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot of players to be excited about. But oh, yeah. like back in the day, you were like you were. It was kind of like Beatles or Stones. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Kane or Ta- Kane or Taves? Kane or Taves? You yeah. could, like you had to pick a side. Yeah. Which which are you? Yeah. There, there's there's not going to be that level. It's Connor Bedard's team. Like that's who it is. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna have other guys to be excited. If there's about. another one that would be great. Yes, if we yeah, can make sure, that argument again. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. But Bedard those guys, Celebrini, who's your guy? Those guys yeah. came in together. Yeah, everything was about them as a duo. Where when you know Bedard gets his running mate, gets his Taves, it's gonna be a progression. He's that guy's not here this season. Right. No. Uh, probably and not. Probably next not season. in the pipeline. Right. So you know, we don't know. So it's going to be Connor Bedard's team. He's going to be Kane and Taves combined to into one one guy, yeah. and that's exciting. What was what? the what was the freaky baby from Cam? Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Oh yeah, freaky baby. That's yeah, Connor Bedard. Baby. There you go. Yeah, I don't want to name it. Sounds dirty. Whatever it is, M- Mitch and uh, <laughs> Mathner, Marnthews. They'll show you both their asses. Uh, just here's a quote from Frank Nazar. The one thing I really liked about Bedard when I first met him, he was really humble and just a nice guy. I didn't realize how honest and humble he was. That's even better than getting the first pick. And Oliver Moore says, when I talked to him, you could really tell that he, you can't really tell that he got drafted first overall and he's a generational talent. He's a normal kid. The way he carries himself right after the draft, we were already talking about getting into the gym and getting ready to work. He wants to get better. And that's why he's so special. So before we uh, transition away from Connor Bedard, why don't we hear from Connor Bedard first? I asked him uh, in a very uh, poor fashion and kind of stumbled on my question a little bit, just kind of how he approaches uh, leadership. We've had a chance to talk to a bunch of your teammates and they've all kind of raved about your natural leadership. Is that something you're doing intentionally or does it just kind of come as part of your preparation methods? How does, how does your, how do you, how do you approach leadership? I guess is the question. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, being myself and, um, you know, that's a, you know, great, great thing to hear from, you know, people if they think that you're, you know, being a good leader and stuff, but, uh, I just try to be a good person and, and, you know, I, I come in and, and work as hard as I can every day and, um, you know, just be, be nice to everyone around you and, and, and thoughtful and everything. So that's kind of, you know, my approach in, in life in general. So, um, you know, hopefully people, you know, look at that and, and see, you know, a leader. So that's uh, something I take a lot of pride in. Then later in the press conference, uh, Phil Thompson sort of asked him, like, how do, you, how do you stay humble with all the spotlight on you? And that's another video we have. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I am, I'm a normal person in the end. I think that's something that, you know, you, you have a little more you know, noise around you or whatever. I think people might forget that a little bit. I'm you know, a human being. I'm a, you know, still a 17-year-old kid, but... Um, you know, there's, there's responsibilities that come along with the, you know, noise and, and attention and stuff, and, and I'm aware of that. But you know, in the room, I'm, you know, one, just one, one of the guys, and um, you know, in life, in my family, I'm, I'm a normal person. And you can just see the discomfort he has talking about himself. Yeah. You know, and and he's gonna have to get used to it because coming in with the high profile he has, um, it's something that comes with the with the gig. But I'm just so impressed by. 
we talked about it yesterday. Like, what a putt I was at 17 and how <laughs> I thought I was the greatest right. in the world at 17. And this kid actually can make the argument. Can be, yeah. And, and it's just so level-headed, so even, so um, just pushing away any sort of praise on himself. It's, yeah. it's awesome. He's, he, he, he's one of those guys that, like, you'd hang out with in college and it'd be like – you know, everyone's gonna go. Hey, we're all going to you know whatever house for a party, and he'd he'd be hanging back and be like, nah, I'm not gonna go. And you'd try and get him out yeah. because when you hang out with him, it's a lot of fun. But he just but he's gonna focus on yeah. what what's fun to him, and that's got test going playing hockey. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So so Nerd. I think that's <laughs> not to say that's a bad thing. Those kinds of people no. in college, they they took four years. The other kind, like me, took five. So. <laughs> A lot of you know, people it's, go to it's, college for seven years. They're yeah, called doctors. doctors. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gravely so, yeah, says, it's, uh, it's, "It's good to uh, see sorry. that from him." Sorry oh. to interrupt you. Yeah, you're fine. It's like don't, being in the press don't room. Step on yesterday. my toes. Um, Gravely digs says the kid has some guns. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not thin. Like the the other prospects look kind of yeah lean, a little thinner. But Dart is significantly more built he's than the other NHL prospects. ready. Yeah, he's got an NHL body. He doesn't have the height, yeah. but and and. He has never skipped leg day. No, he's got he's got <laughs> thighs the size of you know tree trunks already. Quadzilla. Yeah, yep. Like he's he, him and Tyler Johnson are on the same uh, workout regimen. Yes. So, well, and, uh, and think well, think about when Pat because he's similar in size to you know as far as height and weight to Patrick Kane when he jumped into the league, um, and Patrick Kane never had any problems except for like one time with the physicality of the league because he could. He could maneuver get in a way where it. he didn't get hit a lot, and Bedard is much thicker than than Kane was at at, at his time. When I look back at Patrick Kane's draft photos. I'm like, he is a child, and I look at Connor Bedard. I'm like, yes, he is the age of a child, but he has the body of a mid twenties, very healthy male. The like, youngest kid that we saw this week, and he looked the most mature out of all of them. Yes, outside of you know, you know maybe. Colton Doc is, yeah. is, is, is a big kid and, and looks mature. Marcel Marcel is pretty, pretty he's big, big too, but yeah. I think he's just <laughs> naturally he's just a big giant, dude. He's just, giant yeah. Yeah. Human he's just being, a huge guy. But he looks like he's already an NHL player. Mm-hmm. Like, and that shows you the dedication and work that he's put into it before getting to this level. And uh, I don't, I don't f- foresee much of a struggle in transitioning to the NHL game for him. I don't no. see, you know. If he makes a team. If he makes yeah, the team. Yeah, this, this is assuming right. he makes the right. team. Yeah. yeah, he may have to go back to Regina for another season. You know, yes. you yeah. never know. Oh, my God. Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> we don't want to rush 250 points. Yeah. But, uh, no, he, he's – I think, you know, we're going to see growing pains as, as the season wears on, but I think that's going to be more – maybe the mental aspect of it there might be some mental parts of the game that he doesn't ex- expect or catches him off guard here or there but physically i think yeah. he's ready to go and i haven't even seen him on the ice in person yet just there, there were some blackhawks on the ice today after practice i think mm-hmm. it was me and scott powers saw it johnny oduya was out there in like coaching gear oh okay and i know we saw connor murphy and there were two others we couldn't make out there at the far end of fifth third yeah um but there's some hawks out there ready to go it's cool Hey. I'm sure Bedsy was like, "Let me on the can ice." I, can I get on the ice? Let me out there. Snuck, snuck his skates I on. If, uh, if if Johnny O'Dea is going to get an official role with the team, here. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, does he? Does he 
live in the city still? No, or is he's he in Sweden, I thought. Yeah. I thought he lives in Sweden, but you know, he's everybody's gotta, got a as the million dollar man you say everybody's got a price. He's gotta do his sure. studies. Let his him let him studies. let him get the Chris Kunitz role and he can just stand there and make passes and have, practice have with have no nice shirt. Yeah, he yeah. can just he can just be one of those like he could be the spir- coach. The, the spiritual coach. Yeah, he could be the Zen guy out of breathe. Yeah, there you they go. all mentioned guys him. like Ryan Green. Yeah. Don't, never, they don't they don't think to breathe. No, he never breathed until he got to development camp. Um a lot of people saying Andrew Crystal has already signed with the Caps. Sure. Have fun with that. All right. That's cool. Sure. He's already 18, so yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, sure, wrap him up, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to the day where we don't have to talk about Andrew Crystal the, anymore. It, it's, it, should, it should already be. <laughs> it, it, yeah, like, we didn't draft him. It's time to move on. Like, the only time I want to talk about him is when – Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks are beating his Washington Capitals. Sure. And they have a nice photo op before the game. Yeah. Those right. two buddies together. Yeah. Hey, speaking of photo ops, uh, we got a great one coming up uh, later this summer. Yes. We have something special to announce. If you didn't see it on uh, Twitter yet, I don't know if it's on threads. Um, no one is apparently on Blue Sky yet unless you got the invite. Uh, but we announced it uh, today on social media. The CHGO kickoff classic golf tournament will be happening this august august 25th at cog hill course number two Ooh, the ravines nice how about that they're That's letting nice, us on cog hill they, that is gonna, too nice of a course for the golf that we will play you know like when you when you go when your school has homecoming or whatever then the next year you have to find a new venue because yeah. they've kicked you out forever mm-hmm. yeah the 2024 uh kickoff classic will probably not be a cog hill <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make we'll make sure we make the most of our of our yes, one trip yes, there. Yes. Uh, but yeah, August twenty fifth, Cog Hill CHGO, uh, the first ever golf uh, classic golf tournament. Uh, entry includes eighteen holes with a cart. That's nice. Exclusive. This is what I'm most excited for. Exclusive pins and aces. Uh, limited edition. CHGO crossover polo. That was awesome. Uh, exclusive pins and aces tee gift for every player. There's uh, going to be different holes that have different contests on them. You can imagine closest to the pin, longest drive, longest putt, stuff like that. Uh, giveaways and prizes uh, for those different holes. Uh, and the winning team and the last place team will also get uh, a prize. So if, you don't, if, you, if you're not first, you're last, but you both walk away with a prize. Yes. Also, lunch. Last place prize. <laughs> get me on your team. Uh, lunch will be provided. Drinks will be there. Uh, and a ceremony after the tournament as well. Uh, so definitely make sure you, uh, you sign up for that go to all chgo.com get all the information sign up for that diehards again this is one of those events where you get your discount for being a diehard so if you haven't signed up yet and you want to go golfing with us at a discount at cog hill become a diehard become a part of chgo uh, and sign up and this is a, a special little uh, little fun friendly competition we're having here when you sign up you will be asked in the prompt to sign up with one of our beat teams so when you do if you want to be with the team that's maybe not going to win, but it's definitely going to have the most fun, select the CHGO Blackhawks group in that drop-down menu when you sign up uh, and be part of our golf team. Again, August 25th, out at Cog Hill, the first ever CHGO kickoff classic golf tournament that is uh, a crossover between us here at chgo and the big drive energy uh that is the golf podcast on the all city network and of course everything is going to be uh coming through pins and aces as well the official golf apparel partner of all city and chgo i hope to see a ton of pins and aces gear uh on the 25th out at cog hill i will be wearing 
my own set of pins and aces gear. I'm definitely getting that pins and aces CHGO polo. Uh, you can get that as well as a bunch of different polos and hats, golf bags. Um, they got golf pants, golf gloves. They got a lot of fun ball markers out at pins and aces, a lot of great stuff. And of course, the beer slash beef sleeve, you're going to get a lot of use out of that at the tournament as well. The innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep them cold the entire round. We scientifically tested it with our beefs, our beef sandwiches, <laughs> and uh, we could fit four of them in there, and they uh, stayed warm for, what was it, about two hours? My golf yeah. cart will be putting the beef sleeve to good You're use. You're going to replace clubs to fit more beef sleeves in there. <laughs> I don't golf anyway. I'm just going to drive around eating beef sandwiches. There you go. <laughs> hey, that, that might help get us last pl- last place prize. There you go. Uh, check out pinsandaces.com, and when you do, use the promo code CHGO. You're going to get 15% off of your first order and get free shipping. Again, that is the code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. That's going to be awesome. I cannot so wait. So much fun i can't it's wait be an awesome time and maybe i'll wear my blackhawks banana hammock there you go for the ceremony at that's the end that's a way to get a good good photo there you go there's, get fitted out in the best sports gear around including banana hammocks <laughs> that's your last place reward at foco <laughs> hoodies shoes <laughs> signs bobbleheads and everything in between it is summer it is baseball season aloha shirts straw hats polos bags everything you need for a game and our set decor provided by our friends at FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Sarah, I need to pick your brain on something. Uh, I am a middle-aged man by every definition. I'm 45 <gasps> years old. Uh, and I want to get a hat that keeps the sun off my neck and head. And every time I pick one up in a store and put it on my head, my wife and daughter run away in horror. Um, what is it that an old man like me can do to keep the sun off my head and not look like a dork i'm a big fan of bucket hats okay i think a bucket hat could also keep your ears neck face i think okay i feel like that's a good one they were giving out uh blackhawks bucket hats at the draft party last week mm. we're on that one emma where is she <laughs> Emma and yeah. I took them home oh, yeah, for ourselves. Her. Oh, okay. We didn't want to dedicate that probably to the set. probably the sew two together for me, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bucket hat. All right. I, I, I've seen for, now this is for toddlers because I have a toddler and she has a hat that's like a regular cap and then it has a little drape. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, like I think no. you should leave. No, covers, no, 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 no. I'll carry dice with me too. Covers the ears in the back of the net. That's cute for a toddler, but I think... I Not think, for Jay? Yeah, I think you yeah. would rock a bucket hat. All right, a bucket hat. I yeah. used to have a hemp bucket hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from my... Nice. Well, from, from my hemp days. ultra stoner from days. The <laughs> from the hemp days. <laughs> yes. Instead of my standard stoner days that we're now. All right. I will, I will look at bucket hats and see how... I'm sure Foco has some. I'm sure they do, and I'm see if my wife will retreat from, from me when I put it on. <laughs> I went to Marshall's and put on one of those like big, like, hurly... Yeah. Like straw hats, and they're like, absolutely not. Like, all right. We were in Nashville. You could have got yourself a cowboy hat. That's what I said. I'm going to come home with the Stetson. And she said, then don't come home. A cowboy hat is, (laughs) I I would be, I like cowboy hats. That's a personality choice. What about a nice fedora? I can't pull off a cowboy hat. I'll look like an Arby's uh, sign. (laughs) (laughs) What about a fedora? That's not a bad thing. No, fedoras. You ever seen a fedora flowchart? No. Do, says, oh, do you need a fedora? Do you need a fedora? Yes, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> yes. And, and arrow points and no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Fedoras. There's a certain guy that can pull off a fedora. I'm not, I don't think I'm that guy. So, all right. Bucket hats. That's next on the list. I'll check it out at foco.com. One of those, like, music man hats. 
music band. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got so the, all the hats I buy, they're called dad hats, which is very offensive, but true. They're like the 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 forty seven brand. They used to be called the franchise, which is a much better name than dad hats. Yeah. But I got my Grateful Dead dad hat at the Dead and Company show. I wear that. They're like the so. soft hats. No, I just need something for when I'm outside for a long time. Yeah. Bucket hat. Here's an idea. Don't be outside for a long time. <laughs> kind of like where your head's at. <laughs> I like that a lot. Bucket um, hat with a fish hook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a fisher of men. There going back go. to my Catholic uh, Catholic school stuff. Um, a little bit of a note today from practice or from uh, development camp. Oliver Moore spoke again and mentioned how Seth Jones reached out to him. Cool. Texted him, checked in with him. So that's cool. Seth nice. Jones is kind of making the rounds with these prospects. Checked in with Bedard, too, we know. Um, so that's it's good. cool. Like, I think everybody's excited, you know, and you think about Seth Jones specifically who signed here and then Mark andre Fleury's coming all of a sudden like, Ooh, and then all, everything falls to crap. Yeah. And then it's complete rebuild. And, and he's got to be like, this is not what I signed up for. Oh yeah. This is not nine years of what I want. So a guy like Bedard and, and Overmore arriving, that's, that's huge for guys like him and Connor Murphy who deserve better. Yeah. I, he is, he has not been shy about the fact that his experience with the Blackhawks is not what he was sold uh, when when he got here and, and signed an eight year ex- extension and everything. And but yeah, the 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 up upward trend of the prospect system I think has got to be really exciting. Um, Bedard getting here, Reichel turning into what should be a a very good NHL player. That's kind of the immediate. Um, refreshing kind of, you know, spirit brought it back in, into the locker room. And, and, yeah, I think a guy like Seth Jones, who is going to be one of the louder voices in the locker room uh, for the next few years and, and has kind of grown into that role since he's gotten here, being able to be one of those voices and be in a better mood uh, is, is always a good thing. So, yeah, I, 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 it's good to see him, him reaching out, and um, I'm sure – the, the more Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel and, and some of these young guys coming in can perform and, you know, shoulder more of the of the workload, the less he's going to be in the spotlight. And I think that probably will help him because he can he's he's not this, you know, a spotlight seeker. He's not the most, um, you know, outspoken kind of guy. So I think being able to be one of the better players, but also kind of play a, a more minor role in that in that same breath, I think fits him well. And I think that's coming to him. Yeah. I going to go out on a limb here and say the p- current member of the Blackhawks roster that was the most excited on draft lottery night had to be Seth Jones. Uh, yeah. Like he's not that emotional of a guy, at least when he meets with us, I'm sure he was doing backflips <laughs> and screaming out some f bombs and just excited because he's like, "All right, Finally. I got eight more. I got eight years of playing with this kid. Like I could see the light at the end of the tunnel here. Like last year had to be, the oh. last two seasons had to be brutal for a guy mm-hmm. like that. You know, coming in and having everything happen with, you know." Uh, the, the clown car coach getting fired and the GM and all the the scandal stuff coming out and just having that season um, and then last season started off a little slow but as, you know he got better as the season went on but still he was an all star it, it was a tough year like they finished with the third worst record in the league like that's that was the goal for the front office but the guys on the ice want to go eighty two and zero if they can yeah so now he's like okay. 
I'm going to get to playing games that matter again mm-hmm. real soon, a lot sooner than I thought. It's got to be exciting for him and, and for hopefully a, get a little jump in his step, you yeah. know, at the start of the season. Yeah. For as competitive as the team was last year, I expect them to be even more competitive this yeah. year. They're going to they're going they're going to make us nervous for a couple of months, I think. <laughs> not nervous. I'm like I don't they if they somehow squeak into a wild card spot, I ain't going to be mad at it. I'm not mad about it. I'm would, ready. I, yeah, I'm not going to be mad about it. But I think there's going to be, you know, some, some the the, the People that still want another high pick next year, and I trust me, I prefer I prefer to have another high pick. But I'm not going to be mad at wins. But I think there's going to be like like around Thanksgiving, Christmas, we're going to have a show. We're like, can this team actually make the playoffs? They're going to beat some people. Mm -hmm. And then as the season wears on, you know, we'll see what happens. But at the very least, they're going to prevent some teams from making the playoffs like they did this year with the Penguins. They're going to play spoiler down the road and. Sometimes that's more fun because you can play spoiler, and then when it's playoff time, if you don't have a horse in the race, you can watch all the other people freak out, and you're yeah. just like, "Yeah, well, no, I love we I love the Stanley Cup hockey, and it as much as I want the Blackhawks to get back there, not having to root for a team is fun because then you can just yeah you could just embrace the chaos, you can embrace the seven overtimes yeah because you don't care you yeah. don't care who wins and, and if, you know there's a, there's two fan bases out there that are ready to just throw up at every and, at every possession and if there if by the slightest chance if there is that atmosphere for the Blackhawks next season, even if it's early and you know they're going to get shit canned in four games, whatever. I, that'd be kind of fun, right? Yes. Like, like so ahead of schedule to be in the playoffs. Like, that'd be awesome. Cool. Build upon that. Like, yeah. it it won't be a bad thing. I know we 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 are gonna eventually run into a point where we're hand hand wringing over draft position, but as we said yesterday, like about tanking and whatnot. I think that I th- I think this 24, 2024 draft class is going to be really good. I don't. I'm not necessarily sold that there is a tank-worthy player in it. Macron Celebrini is a, a very good talent. I, I don't think he's a Bedard-level guy. No. So if you if, if the Blackhawks are in the lottery and, and and have that position, wonderful. If they're if they're if they finish 15th, eh, it happens. Remember, you got, you got two, two first-round draft picks Tampa, this year. Tampa might Tampa. not be, and you could take them both and trade yeah. up. Yeah, and Michael, you, ma- Michael makes two players. Michael makes a great point and says, if you think about it, the Hawks do make the playoffs if their first round exits that that's the nineteenth pick or so. That's where they got Oliver Moore. Sure, yeah, you know, and I know this year's draft is heavier than the next year's will be, but still, like you can get a good pick at that spot. So yeah, I think yeah. I think the tank mentality getting, is over. Getting Connor Bedard this year means you don't have to try to get a top three right. pick next year. If right. you do, great, great, sure. But it's not the rebuild is not hinging on it no. yes. because you got Connor Bedard and Oliver Moore this year. You got two, two, t- you know, you got the generational talent, and you got a guy that. Probably should have been a top ten. Player. Oliver Moore at nineteen, no one expected him to be there. No, nope. I mean, we all know Kyle Davidson spent. As soon as he got <laughs> off the stage, he spent the next hour or so trying to trade up to get him, and then the dude fell on his lap. Yeah. So amazing. You know, it was it was funny yesterday when um, we were talking with Davidson, and he said he was making his calls to try and get up. Um, 
yesterday's uh, press conference with uh, Kyle Davidson took took about a ten minute turn down Sudbury Lane. Yeah, and um, Kyle from Sudbury. But uh, but he said that you know one uh, when he was making his calls, he had a, a few GMs say, "Why are you trying to get up to move up to get a guy from Sudbury?" And that would have been Quentin, Quentin Musty at that point, but um, which would have been fine. Seems like he's going to be a really good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, he was he was out there trying to work to get Oliver Moore and fell into his lap. Yeah. So Ben Pope took a stab at the Hawks' lines as we sort of daydream about what this team will be next year. Your top line is Bedard, Hall, and Radish. Okay. Your second line is Reichel, Kurashev, Athanasiu. Interesting. Your third line is Dickinson, Donato, Tyler Johnson. Okay. And your fourth line is Gutman, Felino, Corey Perry. That's. I don't hate it. I it's mean, watchable. That's, three, that's that's pretty good. That's four NHL lines. Yes. Yeah. Like replacement level lines. Yes. You, you had one and a half to two of those most of last season. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of those grindy guys that, you know, are getting shut out. But we've talked about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't hate that, that forwards group. No. I mean, I'd, I'd tweak it a little bit. I think I would put Radish on the Reichel. Anastasia with Bedard and Hall? No, I, I would actually put Kershev with Bedard and Hall. Right wing? Yeah. G- give him an opportunity to have a little bit of a defensive role? Yeah, you need, you need to have, yeah. Sure. I, you know, he's he's sneaky good playmaker. He's got the defensive, li- you know, responsibility. He's got to get a contract first. Well, yeah. Details. <laughs> Minor details. A <laughs> um, couple super chats we want to get to here real quick. Got one from Corey for five dollars. Thank you, Corey. Can you explain why there's no buzz on an offer sheet? I'd love to poach Kandre Miller from the Rangers. Offer oh. sheets are myths. Well, like, they, they, don't, re- they don't happen they very don't happen. often, and the consequence is so huge. Yeah, if you sign a Keandre Miller to like a six-year deal, you got to give up like four first-round picks and like. So let's yeah. say it's ridiculous. Keandre are- Miller, if you give him a new contract, is going to be what? Four, somewhere between four and five, would you say? I would say that's fair. The compensation is two firsts, a second, and a third. Yeah, and Blackhawks are not in the not in the market to give up all these picks that they're acquiring. Yeah, they're going to use them in different ways, but you're not dropping two of your firsts. You're not dropping these high picks on one player as an offer sheet. The league intentionally makes it difficult to pull these off. That's why there's a reason you never see them, and the majority of the times they're matched. Listen, and and like last time we saw it was what Kakaniemi, Kakaniemi, and and they only signed them to a one-year deal because then they didn't have to give them much. Right. So it's kind of, and even that was was that the petty retaliation from the Aho offer sheet. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that was. And then you got stuck with Kakaniemi who. Like he's a fine player, but he's not a he's not up to the pick that he was. No, for sure. And yeah, it, the offer sheet system is like many things, good in theory, but awful in practice. Yeah. Like if you want to go, there's a reason. Like guys, you would think, you know, a guy like Connor Bedard would get offer sheeted when it comes when it comes to that point. You know, or some of these other elite. Right. Austin Matthews didn't get offer sheeted. Right. You know, so if, if it was if it was a legit way to steal these guys, it would get used a lot. But people don't want to. You know, and then and if you do like the one team that actually tried to go for it was the Flyers with Shea Weber. Yeah. And that's the same contract the Coyotes. Yeah. Are paying off this year. It was a 14-year deal they had to off to match that offer sheet. Well, the Sharks stuck I, it to the Hawks by. Offer sheeting Jalmerson, yeah. And then yeah. the Hawks said to choose between him and Niemi. They chose correctly. They yes, right that was good, yes, good, that good was move. a good choice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it's I mean, pretty rare. It's fun for the drama, but 
like you said, in practice, it's, I'd it's love very to see it rare to see it work out. I'd love to see it more often, but I just don't think there's there's enough guys out there that you'd be willing to, yeah. to give up that much for. Those guys usually find their homes. And you don't want to sign guys that you would offer sheet to a one-year deal and then risk losing them for right. nothing a year later. I mean, but, look at what's happened with Ottawa and Dabrinkit. Yeah. So, you know, you know it, it's a good idea, but just... Plus, I don't think you want to be... I think there's like a gentleman's agreement, you know. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to be the guy that... You don't want to be the dick in the GM group. But I kind of want Kyle Davidson to do it now. Just to be like, <laughs> I'm freaking Kyle. I'm Screw Kyle you. from Chicago. I got enough, I I got enough do draft picks. I can yeah. do whatever I want. I got draft I got picks my own, to make couch cushions. I got my own tier of GMs on Twitter. <laughs> we should talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. McLovin with the $5 Super Chat says, Hot take time. Which prospect currently in, in the system is the first to be used to trade for talent when we need that extra push We're for playoff time? already trading away these guys. We just drafted them, and now we're trading. Them. Uh, I would say, let's, let's, I would say it's going to be one of Allen or Del Mastro. It'll be a defenseman yep. or a yep. Kaiser. Because they probably have more value now as prospects than they'll actually pan out to be NHL players. Maybe. I think realistically you're looking at bottom four roles for those guys. Um, and maybe the hype on them now is higher than the actual realization will be with them as pros. As much as I like both of those guys as players and as a player to eventually cover on a regular basis, those two make the most sense in that scenario. I hope they both play with their entire careers with the Blackhawks, but I, I, I think that makes the most, those guys kind of make the most sense as far as what their value could be and then what their role might end up being. Yeah, everybody wants young defensemen, mm-hmm. and the Blackhawks, when you look at their system right now as far as depth at pos- NHL-ready positions, it's it's defense though maybe it's a goalie you know maybe yeah maybe, maybe it, it could our, be. you know if, if Camesso's doing well and and uh you know Soderblom's looking okay and someone needs a goalie maybe you trade Soderblom or you yeah. trade Camesso if you, you and if you guy, believe you know, Adam Guyon yeah. takes those steps you want him to yeah Jackson Stauber you know develops and, and progresses maybe you trade one of those sure. young goalies to get something you need could be Definitely could be. Um, all right. We told you about the kickoff classic. We got another pair of events to tell you about. The Crosstown Series is here. Hey. Cubs, White Sox, they both suck. <laughs> but they throw away the record books for but a couple weekends. Our sucky teams. <laughs> they are our sucks. Exactly right. <laughs> so the takeovers, you want to be part of these. The first one, July 26th at Guaranteed Rate Field, 7, 10 p.m., Section 529. There's a pregame meetup at 4 p.m. at the Carag. Hub, 6119, <laughs> 147th Street in Oak nice. Forest. Hey, that's kind of my neck it's of the way woods. South. Where we will be shuttled to and from Guaranteed Rate Field. That'll be a lot of fun. Shuttled to. Oh, shuttled. Shuttled. <laughs> shuttled back after shuttled, a few yeah, Shuttled. Lights. Scraped off the pavement. Yes. And the Cubs version, August 16th, Sox at Cubs at Wrigley Field, Section 425R. The pregame meetup is at 530. The bar is TBD, unless bar TBD is some new place in Wrigleyville. It could be. And those ever-rotating baseball pun bars. TBD, isn't that one of Terry Boers' joints? Yeah, exactly. Each ticket comes with a new CHGO baseball shirt, south side or north side, based on preference. Shirt and size are chosen at checkout and order confirmation. 
Uh, let's see which fan base is more diehard and sells out the takeover first. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. As always, if you're a diehard, mm-hmm. it's going to be cheaper. We keep telling you these diehard memberships pay for themselves. Yep. They do. You want to go to this in the golf outing? <laughs> it basically pays for itself with the free shirts you're getting, the tickets, the savings, everything. Yep. The membership pays for itself. Oh, yeah, and you get access to all the great stuff at allchgo.com. So become a damn diehard now. Holy cow, what are you waiting for? But join us out at our Crosstown Series takeovers again. July 26th at Guaranteed Rate Field, August 16th at Wrigley, allchgo.com to get your tickets today. Hopefully beautiful weather on both of those nights. That's the hope. Yeah. I'm just laughing at Kalen's <laughs> comment. The Crosstown mid-off. It's <laughs> <laughs> what do they play for? What's the name of that lame-ass trophy they play for? The BP Cup? I don't is think that's The Jeweled exists, Shillelagh? Is or is that college football? The Jewels Shillelagh. That's Jules, what they should call the it. <laughs> the, jewel, the Jewels bag. Yes. And when you're at these games, you should drink some ice-cold Goose Island. Yes. They ice. Are, they, are, they are served at both ballparks. I know that. Ice-cold yes. Goose Island is the best kind of Goose Island. Uh, really, an open Goose Island is the best kind of Goose Island. Goose Island, they are the official beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they, like the Blackhawks, have a great roster coming together of beers, probably better than the Blackhawks right now for the time being. But you got the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with their citrus aroma and bold hop finish. You got the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. That is a 9.9 ABV. That is dangerously easy to drink. You got the Full Pocket Pills, your everyday beer. It is what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. And of course, it was raining torrentially during yesterday's show um, and on the drive back I had a I had a white knuckle moment driving back where I could not see Ooh, it was I was rough. driving last yesterday was too scary. from Kansas and the last hour of my drive I had both my hands on oh, the yeah. wheel like it was, it was it was rough it wasn't good uh, today's drive home though will be very sunny and on these sunny days you can reach for a golden can of the 312 wheat <laughs> ale yes and the goose you will be able to see the goose uh, you won't be uh trying to dodge the goose in the rain uh grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at the goose island original brew house on Clybourne ave in lincoln park or if you're in our neck of the woods here in uh, the west loop you can go to their tap room on fulton street in west town again that is the goose island beer company chicago's beer all right we got to wrap up pretty soon but a couple other things we want to get to before the show ends the new guys have new numbers yes taylor hall will wear number 71 Nice. Ryan Donato will wear number eight. Mm. Nick Flino will wear 17, which I'm sure he bought off uh, Big J Dick, who is now wearing 16. 16. And Corey Perry is not wearing number 10. Uh, He's wearing number 94. 94. Which made is famous good? by Sergey Berezin. Back yeah. in the day. Sergey Berezin, yeah. Pretty sure Perry wore 94 in Montreal. And right, yes. I saw online, I, I, I forget who told me, some one of our one of my regular Twitter followers, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying that Perry also wore 94 in juniors, which is uh, actually retired for his junior team. I can't remember what it was. It might have been Spokane. London Knights? London Knights. There you go. Yeah. yeah so he has some history with 94. Um, thankfully, he's not wearing number 10. I think number 10 is one of those numbers that a player will have to earn uh, yeah. to wear it again, even though it won't be retired. 
Yeah, I think people people freaked out enough just the fact that we've acquired Corey Perry, and if you would have given him <laughs> if you would have given him Patrick Sharp's number, it would have made it even worse. You have to be at least somewhat handsome to wear ten. Corey Perry's yeah. handsome in a handsome in a hockey way, in a like villain kind of way. Corey Perry looks like an old World War II image. Like if you were to look at like an, an image of like of like sailors at World War Two, like all like arm in arm on the on the poop deck, yeah. Just put Corey Perry poop. in there, and he would yes. blend in perfectly. I know we have yeah. some talented Photoshop uh, <laughs> people well. here and in the chat. Um, you, I, I expect a Corey Perry uh, World War Two photo to just, to show up eventually. He's got like a like a Popeye pre spinach look to him a little bit. Sure. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Well, I can see exactly I can tell what you're him that saying. Tomorrow, because Corey Perry is uh, yes, Corey Perry is, is meeting media the media tomorrow. We gave Greg that assignment. Well, it's only room. right. I'm the one that manifested his <laughs> existence yes. here in Chicago. Yes. So I get. I am actually. The more time has gone by, the more excited I, I actually love this move. I think it's going to be great. I think Blackhawk fans are going to fall in love with yeah. Corey Perry. As much as we poo pooed Max Domi when he got here, he ended up being someone that everyone was clamoring to have come back. And I, I don't know if we're going to have the exact same reaction, but I think P, I think Corey Perry will become someone that the Blackhawks like once you get over the pudwackiness, if you haven't already. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, listen, if Bob Probert can become a hero in this yeah, town. Yeah, anybody can. Mm-hmm. You know, I still see... If I can change, Dan, you can change. <laughs> Dan Carcillo made fans here. I was going to say, I yeah. still see people in Dan Carcillo jerseys. Yeah. And Corey Perry is nowhere near the level of Pudwackdom Dan Carcillo was. The only one that could not is Rafi Torres. Yeah. I think no. the city would revolt no, at that. If you, if, you, if you, yeah, when you intentionally... We don't have to worry about it, that, yeah, though. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I think, as I said before... The first time Connor Bedard gets a rough ride into the boards and Corey Perry's there slashing, punching into the back of the neck, Cup knee, check. kneeing in the nuts, whatever he's got to do, yeah. this, the, this fan base is going to go crazy. You're going to get 20,000 people cheering for him doing that stuff. Yep. Can we make a CHGO shirt that says R. Pudwack with like a 94 on it? Sure. He may be a Pudwack, but he's R. Pudwack. He's R. Pudwack. 94. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Send, send it to the shirt designers. All right. Last thing. Uh, and this is just a rando on Twitter. You referenced it a little bit. This is from at Gino Manager on Twitter. It's, his name what? is AJ hashtag Fantilli for Calder. This is a Blue Jackets fan okay. who made a tier of NHL general managers. Have you seen this? I, I saw it because okay. you sent it in our group chat. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I didn't remember if I sent it to everybody. So... Already, this Blue Jackets fan has created his tiers and puts Kyle Davidson in the Kyle Davidson tier as standing alone as the NHL's best GM. I like then it guy. goes Sackick, Waddell, Fitzgerald, whatever. It goes down and down Sackick, the list. Joe Sackick's not a GM. But the most striking thing about this is if you go through the, the comments and the replies... No one is taking issue with the Kyle Davidson thing. <laughs> it is so weird. There's one person that said Davidson traded Doc. And everyone's like, well, yeah, but that worked out. Right. There's no one in here. It's like, <laughs> how could you say that? Everyone is assigned Kyle from Chicago Man. as the NHL's best general manager. I'm not ready to say that yet. No. I'm very pleased with what he's done. He's had the best year yeah. of all well, NHL. Winning the draft yeah. lottery helps, though. It does. Yes. Yeah. But that was part. That was the plan. Yeah. Be bad. Yeah. Check. Win draft lottery. Check. Go viral. Check. Like. He's 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 getting he's all checking all the boxes. He's checking all the boxes to have a great uh, 
a, a great run. And, and look, like, outside of, of getting Connor Bedard, you have a GM who came in, made unpopular decisions for rational reasons, has laid out a plan, and has stuck to it. What more do you want? That's it. And it's been working so far. And it's worked, yeah. There hasn't been many... There hasn't been any major missteps since he took over. You know, there, there's a, there might be a, a couple of things where you're like, yeah, like the Jared, bringing back Jared Tenorti, I'm still kind of like, eh. But that's not, but that's, some, that's, that, not that's not something that that's, 10 that, years from now right. we're going to be like, if can you believe he did that? If too? that's the worst thing he yeah. does in his first five years, and he's had a pretty damn good first five yeah. years. But there's... There's really nothing to argue with right now. The yeah. only argument that people would have in that discussion is just, they just hate the Blackhawks. Right. Sure. Which is fine. If you, you want to be mad at something, but just to be mad at something. Kyle Davidson is, you know, and I remember all those, we'd get those comments on Twitter or even in the show that we're just shills for Kyle Davidson. The Kyle Davidson love fest. Kyle Davidson tier. Where, 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 where are those people now? <laughs> oh, they're there. Those are the people that are just mis- miserable human beings that just can't be happy about anything. Perpetually miserable. Yep. yep. Uh, it's okay to be happy. It's it a little is. PSA from us to you. Yeah. And uh, while we're giving you PSAs, we'll tell you how to save some energy. The Common Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. I'm glad you mentioned this, because as I was sitting in my nice, well-air-conditioned house today, mm. I was thinking, how can I save some money? And ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Size doesn't matter to ComEd. They offer free facilities facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. How many of those you got, Jay? Seven. Nice. Nice. Can you tell the good people about size not mattering and how ComEd makes that work? Well, I'm hoping it's not just a myth, <laughs> but you know what's not a myth? It's the ComEd. They will send an authorized engineer to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually, my favorite, because I hate people, and last approximately two hours. <laughs> Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on, not later, but immediately. Mm-hmm. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, Jay, don't wait. Okay. Get started saving money and energy today. Monergy. Save For it. energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz when this show ends. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Dagnummit, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I like that you schedule all, it today. You also said the comed, which I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's like the jewels. Yeah. I got to call the comeds to yeah. save some energy. Got to call my, my guy Ed over there <laughs> with the energies and the monergies. We all did right. that once already. We're not going to go. We got to wrap up. We're making way for the CHGO Sports Show. But guess what? We are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You're going to hear from Corey Perry whether you like it or not. I can't wait. <laughs> so don't miss the show. Good old ni- new, number 94. My new favorite Blackhawk. There you go. He'll be here. And we want to remind you as we head out that we are presented by Goose Island, the official. <laughs> 
Thank you. Beer of CHGO. Three honks on Find one, one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com slash locations. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2. Thanks to Sarah for running the show. Thanks for listening and watching the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.